You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're not listening to the National League Divisional Series. You're actually listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold, this week on the podcast, um, we're not really going to talk about the National League Divisional Series. Um, Although I'd like to. We're going to talk about pain and suffering in in the book of Job. (laughs) I think I... (laughs) I mean, we could talk about who didn't make the playoffs this year and pain and suffering. Yeah, those Montreal Expos are really struggling. (laughs) They're not a club anymore. Uh, all right, we've derailed this podcast already. <laughs> it's already off the wheels. But um, so this week, um, Zach and I were talking in our pre-session, and one of the things that we floated around is that um, Job appears in the lectionary for the next four weeks, and um, it's kind of been a little bit attractive to us. And so, um, and so we're going to kind of wrestle with that for the next four weeks. And so, as we look at Job, uh, Zach, what were some kind of things that came out to you as we read this week's Job reading? Well, you know, Job is always one of those tough books because it starts out. It starts out rough. I don't like this podcast does sometimes. Um, it, you know, Joe, Job is Job is one of those books that we look at, and it's it's why do why do bad things happen to good people, right? Um, and it, and it's kind of the poster child for that question. And a lot of other questions come up in in Job of what where's God in this? Where does um does god allow bad things to happen does god make bad things happen um what what does all of this have to do with anything with us um and and are we facing the same fate as job and and there's a gosh there's a lot there the the lectionary readings today are job 1 1 and then chapter 2 1 through 10 (laughs) and i mean that just kind of gives you a picture of who job is and then uh job loses property and his children and and then his wife comes in to the picture in in a verse in chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 this is what she says then his then his wife said to him do you still persist in your integrity curse god and die but he said to her you speak as any foolish woman would speak shall we receive the good at the hand of god and not receive the bad in and that that kind of brings up that question of where's God in all of this? Um, are, are we willing to just receive the good, um, or is there bad as well? And so that complicates this question, um, our ideas and theology about God, of where's God at in all this? Does God only give good? Does God get out bad, or it is is God good and God present in the bad? What is this? Which is it either or? Is it both? I don't know. I mean, maybe I do. Um, but I want to leave some room for you to wrestle with that question. Um, cause there's a lot there. And I think it's something as it's human nature that we wrestle with a lot. And when we talk to people out in the world, um, that's usually one of the first questions that comes up about God is why does God let bad things happen? Uh, why did God let this happen to me? God did this to me. And it's, it usually comes from a place of hurt and grief and anger, um, which Job had all right to be hurt and grieving and angry in these moments and yet he's still uh using the word his wife used and still remains with integrity won't curse god and die 
uh, won't give up. And I find that really interesting. There's a lot there. Yeah, there is a lot there. And, you know, as I was thinking about this, as we were talking, um, you know, the thing for me, you know, it is that section of, you know, when we start off with, you know, this is Joe, he's from the land of us. And, right. you know, he's this great man. He has many things. Uh, he's very good. He's very righteous. And mm-hmm. then it like hits the fan fairly quickly. Yeah, real quick. Like <laughs> um, you're six. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he deals with a lot in the backup on what you were talking about in, in verse seven, mm-hmm. where, you know, the adversary departed from the Lord's presence and struck Job with a severe, with severe sores from the sole of his foot to the top of his head. And Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself and sat down on a mound of ash. Job's wife said to him, are you still clinging to your integrity? Curse God and die. Job said to her, you're taking, you're talking like a foolish woman. We receive good from God, but not receive also the bad. And all this Job did not send with his lips. I think of, um, you know, like when we're going through something and that friend just says, why don't you just do this mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it will be better. And, and sometimes that works, but a lot of times it doesn't because maybe right. the situation's not well known or maybe, maybe because of our integrity or maybe because of what we're clinging to, we can't let go. Right. And, and I've been thinking a lot about when we talk about suffering and why does God allow suffering? Um, that's a hard question. I, I don't think, I mean, I think we have to acknowledge where God is in the midst of suffering and that God never abandons us and leaves us. Right. And, and, and some of the things that the outside sources, I mean, and, and pay attention to how the outside resources are responding to Job and Job's persistence and staying true to his faith mm-hmm. is that they're questioning, like, why is he doing this? And it's kind of, you know, thinking about like the alcoholic that like still goes to the bar and buys the the $2 drink when he has no money, but he's going to use the last of his $2 to continue to right. get that high. You know, we, we want to inter, you know, we want to intercept and, and, and that's, I think that's what his friends are. I was like, man, this is his fault. You know, he's, he's been a bad person. And, and I think we have to, um, we have to pull out the idea of um, that sin happens because you are a bad person. Um, I think it's a response. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I see it in my head and I understand it, but it's one of those things where it's like, we have to understand. I think, I think one, we have to understand what sin looks like and we have to have a a strong, stronger understanding of what sin is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that sometimes things just happen either because of outside forces, meaning Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, we can look at events like the Holocaust and we can, we can put, we can look at the fascism that happened there or, um, we can we can look at like you know when when the United States dropped the bomb on Hiroshima right. and I mean and 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 those horrible things, um, and, and we can talk about that and we can look at those things and those outside forces and we can acknowledge those. But when something happens to us, may it be mm-hmm. a tragic event. Sometimes things just happen because they happen. You right. know, cancer happens because of outside environmental forces that come together into your body. And all. I mean, you know, we can look right. at that and examine that. And I think, well, and I think it's important to note on sin that their their concept of sin, right, was um, uh, you've done something wrong, so now you're being punished, or somebody around you, your parents, whatever. Yeah. You know, you're unclean. This is this is your fault, right? Um, so because you're being punished here. Um, it, you must have done something. It, it's right. kind of the jump. You can tell us just, just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me what you did. Like we're your just, friends, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we're close. Like we know each other. We've known each other for a while. Like, come on, 
I like to think that it was probably a little more um, frantic than that. Hey, man, tell us what you did so we don't do it. Because <laughs> this sucks. But, but you're right. His, his friends come around him. All of these people come around him. And they're like, man, just give up. Um, and, and when we look at our own lives, what is the community around us telling us? Is it just, is it just yes, man? I mean, just, just give that up, you know, or what you're doing is right. Go and spend the rest of your money and put it in, um, you know, a slot machine or go drink it away or go buy something, you know, a hundred dollar pair of shoes that you don't really need, but you know, whatever it is, um, whatever that, and that just dealt a whole lot of with money, but there's other things for sure. Um, it's, it's whatever it is. If somebody's justifying that, poor behavior. Yeah, that's sin. That's us not living into the resources and, and stuff that we have to take care of ourselves, to take care of our family, to take care of those things. Um, and that's breaking community with God and with people and, and, and therefore there's sin there. And if people are justifying that, man, just keep doing it. It's fine. You'll be okay. You know, that's not good either. But if you have other people on the other side, just, just run away. Just, why don't you just, just curse God and die, you know, just give it up. That's not a good medium either right um well and i think that that's part of the problem it's how we um respond to someone who's suffering yeah um, i think that's a good question for us how do you respond to someone who's suffering do you like and i imagine this like imagine if job's wife instead of saying what she said imagine if she would have just walked up to job and just sat down in the ashes with him and just said just gave him a hug yeah, well, I probably. Oh boy, Job needs a hug. He probably doesn't need a hug because he's got all these sores on him, and you know. There's some <laughs> I think a hug would be a lot better than curse God and die. <laughs> I, more like maybe a handshake because his hands aren't hurting. Like, like I don't know if I'd want to embrace him if he's got sores up and down his. I don't his, disagree. Um, you know, there's and some sanitary because he was dirty, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but still, if we want to go in the to the Jewish uh, <laughs> clean cleanliness laws, he would definitely be dirty. Um, and I think that that's it. It's like, we have to pay attention. I think, you know, as I'm thinking about this, how I'd preach this this week is, is asking the question, how are you willing to sit with people who are yeah. suffering? How are you? Cause like, I, and I think that that's it. Like, so, so let's, let's go a little bit. Jesus here on this is that Jesus came and, and sat with us mm-hmm. and, and showed us how to make it through and, and showed us how to live and, and to love and, and to be present. Um, and that we can't just, um, you know, like Jesus doesn't go around just saying, you know, here's, you know, here's what you needed everybody. He didn't go to everybody and just say, here's what you need to do. A lot of times when people would come to him, mm-hmm. you know, they came to him and, and Jesus said, Hey, what's up? And they'd be mm-hmm. like, blah, like, here's my, here's my pain. And Jesus listened and then helped. Um, right. And, and maybe that's what we need to do first is listen to their pain. Right. And, and sometimes we, and, and here's the thing that we have to really wrestle with and, and really hold, bite our tongues on is that sometimes we won't have the answer for their pain. Right. Um, sometimes and, there is nothing to say and sometimes we don't need to say anything it's right. just about being present I, I think we as people when folks around us are grieving we try to have the right thing to say right um, especially when somebody passes away we, we want that right phrase to make them feel better none of that crap makes anybody feel any better uh, we need to quit saying those things um, well, I, I think the first thing should be is that before we speak we should be quiet Right. Um, and, and, and that's the thing. We don't listen, right? We don't right. listen to the grieving heart. We just go in knowing these people are hurting, knowing that our friends and family are hurting, and we want to say the right thing so that they won't hurt anymore. And really, there's no right thing to say. There's just listening. 
there's being quiet and hearing that heart and giving them a hug or giving them space or giving them what they what they need in those moments rather than oh you know it's just they're they're in a better place that doesn't help i'm sorry it it really doesn't so I think this week, um, I think you can think about one, I'd encourage you to read the book of Job and uh, get a good Bible commentary. There are a lot out there that you can to look at. Um, you know, I would encourage you to, to do that. Look at your study Bible, you know, dig in a little bit on Job because there's some good stuff in there that we can learn from. Um, I think the big thing is how do we respond to suffering? Um, how do we respond? Not God's response. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we pay attention to what our response is, um, it will be, I, I think we can, I think we can grow out of that and I think we can even be even healthier and we're not going to be um, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, so yeah. this week, um, think first before you speak. I think that would be healthy. Yeah, um, listen. Could you imagine if we did that? Um, could you imagine if we did that in some of the things that we've got going on right now in our world? Yeah. Be huge. Um, and so we want to encourage you to think first before you speak. Um, and so, uh, we want to, this is pastor appreciation month and, you know, Zach and I wouldn't be the pastors if we, um, we are, if it wasn't for other pastors. And so, um, I think each week, uh, we'll probably lift up, let's lift up a pastor who uh, we're thankful for and we can tag them and maybe they'll share this, um, <laughs> get more people to listen to us. Um, yeah. you know, so I'm thankful, um, you know, one of the big pastors in my life, um, that kind of helped me, uh, through some times and was she was my youth pastor first, but she kind of helped me navigate the process was uh, Reverend Lisa Beavers, who's serving in, uh, I think she's in Fairview now, uh, Fairview United Methodist Church here in Oklahoma. Um, she was my youth director and um, just enjoy getting, still talk to her quite a bit today, but um, I'm very appreciative of the ministry that she had that in, inspired me to do what I'm doing. And so. Mm-hmm. Nice. I would lift up a uh, re- retired Reverend Gordon Smith. Um, Man, he he came in, he retired the same year that I started campus ministry uh, there in Las Cruces and um, has a great time to get to know him. I was still, uh, you know, still getting my chops and uh, learning and trying to figure out what uh, what this call to be a pastor is. And he really, really helped refine that. And not only a, uh, in, in the pastor ways, but in personal ways, uh, through his own stories, through his own uh, you know, reflections and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Confessions. Uh, <laughs> he's very honest with this is the pastor that I was. Uh, here's some things I did well. Here's some things I didn't do well. Here, here's if I could go back and do these things differently, I would. And taught me a lot about uh, how to be a pastor, how to be a husband, how to be a father, and how to still um, be me in all of this. And I'm grateful, grateful for that. Uh, matter of fact, he was the first pastor that I had worked with that recognized me as a colleague. Uh, and I had been in ministry for a long, long time. So that goes a long ways. So we're, we're uh, thankful for all those pastors. Um, and so if you're thankful for your pastor, you can go on our website if they've got a great beard, or if you want to play a joke on uh, another pastor that may not have a beard, um, <laughs> you can go on our website at beardedtheologians.com and uh, do all that great stuff and buy a coffee mug or a t-shirt or a hat or something like that and share it with them. But uh, we're thankful for you and our listeners. And so keep on listening, keep on sharing, and keep on commenting uh, on our awesome 
uh, connection with CastBox app uh, to listen okay. to the uh, podcast. If you don't listen to that on that, listen to other things. Uh, please fair, feel fair to make comments or let us know what's going on. So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold and Rocktober. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.